Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. I hope you are very, very well. My goodness me, it is November. Can we believe that? It's kind of shocking. If you're listening to this as it's launched, then I hope you're enjoying Q4. And if you're watching this in a random point of the year and some time in the future, then I hope you are also doing really well and business is treating you well. Today, we are talking about the topic that is maybe a little bit controversial. It is a topic that a lot of people need to hear. So please, I invite you to listen to this episode, to take from it what you can, and to maybe do some introspection and think about where can you utilize what I'm saying here and what's, you know, applicable to you? Where can you audit your sort of business and how you transact in business and how does that sort of impact you? And the thing we're talking about is removing the emotion out of business and stopping the roller coaster of business success and stopping the kind of roller coaster journey that many entrepreneurs go through over years and years and years where it's going really well and then it's not and then it's going really fabulous and often people think that this is out of their control I argue as a business advisor that actually this really is in people's controls and sometimes they're actually perpetuating it themselves which people don't want to hear And I can spot behaviors and I can spot patterns where actually it's the founders or it's people within the team who are actually creating this issue to be an issue. But we are going to dive into this because I think this is so powerful. If you can like bear with me for this episode and really get on board with the concept I'm talking about and really be true to yourself and open about what is actually going on then I believe that this can really change your business. And for some people, you're going to listen to this and this is going to blow your mind in the sense of realizing, wow, I've been doing this for 10 years or I've been doing this for five years or this is the kind of thing that has been going round and round and round. So if it doesn't, then that's fine. But for some of you, it'll be worth it even if one person is just like, yeah, I need to stop this. So let's just dive into what is the issue? What's the issue with using too much emotion in business? So What I actually am talking about when I'm speaking on this is that a lot of people will use emotion-based decision-making. A lot of people will let their emotions as themselves, as the person that they are, whether you're a director of a business, you're a sole trader, whether you are a CEO, whether you're leading a massive organization. Ultimately, we're human beings, we're emotional beings. And that is beautiful and that is good. I am not sat here saying remove the emotion completely out of business. I'm not saying that energy is not important. I'm not saying that emotion is not important. However, what happens is sometimes people can use their emotions to guide a business and they forget that their business is not them and they are not connected to the business to an intensity that they believe that they are. What does that mean? It doesn't really matter what you think. It doesn't really matter how you actually feel, ultimately your business has to come first to some degree. Or second, it doesn't matter where, but what you've got to understand is that there's separate things and that at times people will make decisions based on what is convenient for them as an individual. And that's okay, right? We start our business to be able to do that. But where it doesn't become okay is where the same patterns appear year on year or decade on decade, 
or month on month or quarter on quarter, where actually this becomes a real issue because it's almost sort of self-sabotage and it can kind of just delay your progress that you might have made to date. Something to bear in mind with this is that I want you to understand that energetics and using energy in your business is very different from being overly emotional or using too much emotional-based decision-making. I am not saying don't use energetics. Energetics is so powerful. Energy work is key. You know, energy management is something that I deal with daily and I'm constantly plugged into. Um, It's a real kind of real raw thing. Energetics can actually really help to do what I'm going to suggest to do out of this episode. So please separate energetic work, energy, that sort of stuff with emotion because yes, energy and emotion are connected, but they aren't sort of like one and done with each other. And this is kind of where high emotional intelligence work comes into play because we're really grappling with multiple different concepts at one time and understanding how do they interplay with each other? How do they connect with one another? How do they really breathe life into you as a business? But ultimately, what does it do for the impact of a business? What is the longer term impact of wherever you're sat in your business right now. Going back to using too much emotion or understanding what this issue is that we're discussing today, when there is sort of too much emotion going on, often it's that your business will go in like cyclical cycles where there's kind of just like, you make progress and then things change and you move on. But the the cycle you will be able to identify, although the business has moved and so that the components of the business are different, the actual cyclical nature of it will show up again. So what can happen is you were making two grand a month and now the business makes 10 grand a month, but the same problems actually exist. They're just presenting themselves in a different way because obviously your business has has moved on and has changed. The actual pattern of behavior is the same. We are now going to move into how do you know if you're doing this? So maybe you've listened so far and you're like, actually, I don't really know what she's talking about here. I'm not sure whether I am doing this or I'm not doing this. I'm going to talk through a few things, not all of them, but a few things that I see come up a lot that would identify to me and to yourself that actually you are sort of being sometimes too emotional or there's using emotional decision-making too much. Um, These are some telltale signs. So an income roller coaster. If you are someone who has a £20,000 revenue month and then you have a £500 or you um, have this sort of constant roller coaster where you have loads of money, then you don't have any money, or you find that you make loads of sales at one point and then you don't, that can be a telltale sign. That alone is not going to tell me, yes, this is you, because there's actually multiple different components. But one of the things can be that you know, often with an income roller coaster, there's five different key areas that I want to look at, but one of them is normally this. Constant changing of things. If you're someone in your business who's constantly changing a thing and they're constantly moving to like do new things and there's new ideas and there's constantly this and there's that and there's the other and it's just like, it all feels quite messy and quite whirlwindy. That is normally a sign to me that there's a lot of emotion-based decision-making going on. There's a lot of emotional-based leadership going on. On the flip side of that, you might be someone who holds on to offers for longer than they should. So if you're someone who has offers in their business that you haven't actually ordered a change tweaked in two years, three years, four years, five years, sometimes, not always, but sometimes actually 
that should have gone ages ago or that needed to move or pivot ages ago and you hold on to it. Now you hold on it for many reasons. This isn't the episode to go into that as to why. Many of those reasons might not be related to removing emotion out of it, but some of them are. Another thing is sometimes you will price things very emotionally. So either you haven't changed the price for years, you won't put the price up, you really struggle to understand the value that you're adding to people and therefore justifying why you should be putting the price up. There's a few areas around pricing where, you know, many advisors or business coaches would say to you, oh, you have a pricing issue. But then when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's a pricing issue, but that's not actually ultimately the issue. The issue is two prongs down and there's actually a much bigger issue going on, which is this sort of emotional based decision making situation. Um, and as I said, this is like really important core work. You're hopefully listening to this episode as a really aspiring, you know, high growth individual who is leading something, is creating something, is moving something forward and therefore is open to having this high level conversation. This might be a conversation that maybe you've not really had before because you haven't really heard people talking about it in this context but this is the joy of this podcast. This is why Honest Business exists because we can have these conversations and you can identify things in yourself and actually help your emotional intelligence growth at the same time, which is a bloody win-win. Just, it's great. It's lovely. We love it, okay? <laughs> it's all good. It's lovely. Another thing is that sometimes people will get left behind. So you might be sat wondering like, how did I go from being the popular one? Or how did I go from being sold out all the time? Or how did I go from being in demand? How did I go from having this hype around the brand and what we were doing and what was happening? And maybe your reality right now is that hasn't existed for a while. Maybe it's just disappeared. Maybe you're like, I don't understand what happened. Like we're doing all the same things, but we are not getting the same result. Again, there is five to 10 different reasons as to why that's the case. However, one of them, and often this is a huge one if you sit in this camp, is around this emotional-based decision-making and how you're sort of running your business because ultimately you're, a lot of the time, blindsiding what you actually need to know and hear and choosing to add and sort of adopt to certain things that you think is convenient for you. And so that then in itself kind of, poses you in a position where if for a long period of time you've been sat in this emotional based way of running your business then inevitably at some point it comes crashing down or inevitably at some point there is this crescendo where you actually realize shit this has to change or this really isn't working because the thing with emotional um running a business with too much emotion is that it won't be a failure I'm not sat here saying that your business will fail because you use too much emotional decision making Actually, for some of you, you will thrive for periods of time. The issue we're talking about is how do you stop the roller coaster? That's the piece we need to deal with. And ultimately, that roller coaster for some of you, that life cycle is six months, three months, but for some of you, it might even be two years, three years, five years. And then it sort of, you've managed to prolong it and then it comes down. And at the point in which that happens, this hopefully you found this episode and this is the kind of point where you're like, ah, okay, we need to look at this and we need to work out what the change is. Those are kind of my five indicators that you can see if this is kind of something that you're dealing with. But as I've mentioned, it's nuanced and actually you might have a completely different situation and you're still really relevant to 
you know, diving into this episode. The reason that I'm kind of creating this episode and the reason that emotional-based decision-making can cause massive issues in the business is hugely, I mean, the biggest one ultimately is normally the income roller coasters. Ultimately, it's this constant peaking and troughing of everything's great, everything's shit, everything's amazing, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like this constant, never-ending up and down. Now, I would argue that the constant up and down is really bad for your nervous system. It's really bad for your business growth and your business value. It's also really bad for you as a leader to be able to be a good leader because inevitably your situation and your environment that you're operating in is constantly ever-changing and moving. And that is not helpful when we're trying to build really solid, amazing teams or building solid culture or building a business with a brand that has tons of value. Nobody's looking to buy a business who's saying like, oh yeah, we really want like massive peeps and troughs. No, we don't want that. People are not interested in that. And many people will glamorize the peaks and troughs. Many people will turn it into a subculture, will turn it into popular culture and say, you know, this is the reality of running a business. It's not fucking the reality. It doesn't have to be your reality. But many, many people will buy into this from other people who are also riding on this sort of serotonin-filled, emotion-filled like, experience. And what I'm suggesting to you today is that you get off that roller coaster and you say, do you know what? That does mean I might have to sit sometimes in the really difficult pieces. It means sometimes I'm going to have to really feel certain emotions that you've been avoiding but still do an action anyway. And ultimately, something I'm going to talk about as we move on is this idea of holding the concept of you can feel one thing, but your actions are going to be different. Or you can be in a certain headspace, but what your business is actually doing is a completely different scenario. And that is where you've got to get to. Now, the other issue with emotional-based decision-making is that often people make decisions that they then later regret. Or they make decisions that actually are just for the here and now and is not for the future. And that's the biggest issue. And, you know, I have clients like this. This isn't like, if you're sat listening to this and you're thinking, God, this is me, this is really bad. It's not really bad. Like, don't panic. I have clients who this is a perpetual issue because this isn't something you're going to change overnight. So don't panic and think like, oh, this is me and everything's doomed. It's not. Because I mentioned before, you can still have a really successful business and be doing this. I see people who have been in business for like years and years and years, and they've only just realized from working with me and I can identify pretty quickly and say, hey, do you understand this? And they're like, uh-uh, like, don't know what you're talking about. And like, you, so you don't have to be hyper aware of it and you don't have to kind of have a solution. Like you're not going to leave this episode today and then magically not do this. This is something that's ingrained into you. And I'm not going to go in today about why you do it, but there's a whole other piece of work around why you do use sort of this emotional piece. Well, there's a lot of science behind it. So ultimately, we want to try and move away from emotional-based decision-making and running your business 100% off your emotions. Yes, you can use emotion in your business. Yes, we're human beings. Yes, we need to be more human. You know, I'm superhuman with my team. I'm human with my clients. Like I am not sat here saying you need to get in your business and be this iron person that like doesn't say anything and is really sort of just generic. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that core strategic decisions in the business really shouldn't be made based on how you feel on a certain day or how you feel in a certain month or how X, Y, and Z things going in your life. Because 
That is not strategic and it's not serving your business. What tends to happen with people who are in this situation is that I often see if I get somebody to the point where they can recognize that this is me, this is like something I'm struggling with, we can then start discussing this and we can then start going on a process of how do we shift that? How do we move beyond that? How do we create something that actually stops this all from perpetually getting worse? And one of the things we see is that there's then a resistant a resistance to change comes up. So often people will get on board with the idea of like, yeah, this isn't serving me. We then create a whole strategy and a whole piece of work around how do we move beyond that? And then there's inevitably this friction piece of I'm resistant to change. Now, often they're not aware of that. So you might not be aware that you're resistant to change, but your actions and your ability to do what you've decided you're going to do will tell you otherwise. And so when you have this being resistant to change piece, it then becomes very difficult for you to bargain with yourself because you're almost having to push yourself to do stuff that your brain is telling you you're not going to do. And when we have that, a lot of people then will just check out and they just sort of like bounce out of it and then they just continue on their cycle and they continue with the emotion piece and they just keep cycling around until the next kind of check-in happens and they either decide, you know, they're going to give it another go and they're going to try and um, move on from the situation or they're not. In my opinion, the way that you get over this and the way that you nip it in the bud and the way that ultimately you advance your leadership, because what I'm asking people to do is that if you are in this situation, I'm saying to you, hey, your leadership needs to size up another notch. We need to get you to the next point. We need your emotional intelligence to continue to move forward. And in order to do that, I come back to strategy. I say you need a solid strategy in place of how your leadership development is going to change, but also your whole business, your whole business strategy. What does growth look like? Where are you making decisions? How do you make decisions? Are your decisions sort of timed in a space and environment that makes sense for you? Are they not? That needs to really happen. In terms of practical things you can do in your business, to support you whilst you're in this, or if you're someone who identifies, you know, actually, this really is me. Maybe the kind of action point from this episode is not for you to actually have had a full strategy written out and for you to fully understand how you move forward. It might even just be, how do you manage it and risk mitigate? So here's what you need to do. Diversifying income streams can really help to balance emotion. So as much as I'm a big believer in if you want to grow a really decent sized business, have one offer and really nail it and scale it. If that isn't something that works and that doesn't work for, you know, a number of different reasons, having different revenue streams can help to make, to, to kind of funnel different people's emotions or your own emotions as one singular person down different avenues and stop you from having this like peak idea or peak this or I've got this and I need to do this and instead you can kind of funnel that energy into the different income streams which is really positive so that could be you know the sales of it or it can even be the delivery so if you've got if you deliver the same piece of work but you deliver it in three different formats that can be really helpful for people who do struggle with this because ultimately they can have a more creative way of delivering it it might be a more strategic written way of doing it like ultimately that's what I have right I have you know, if strategic planning, for example, we've got a group program for it. We also do it in our one-on-one service. We also do it on a one-time strategy thing where it's more written. 
there's multiple different ways that that facilitation is happening, which really gets me to use different points in my brain and different emotions. Okay. It exercises different parts of my emotional capacity and therefore really helps to keep everything moving and to kind of stop this roller coaster. The other thing I would say is that you need to build a financial buffer into your business if you are someone who really identifies with this roller coaster thing. Because, you know, for me to really intervene and help a founder to really get off the wagon of the roller coaster thing, like if they're really serious about it and they don't ever want to do that again, where it's just constant bouncing, it does normally take a real intervention because ultimately we're changing human behavior. We're rewiring blame. We're using neuroplasticity to be like, how do we change the go-to response? So ultimately, sometimes that does require an investment. It does require an investment of their time, of their energy, of their resource to be like, you know what, I'm really going to nail this. And that is something you can come and work with me on. If you're someone who's sat thinking, shit, this is me, come and find me in Maze Accelerator, come and find me in one-on-one advisory, depending on your business, this will really help you. And we can spend time rewiring how this works. But building a financial buffer into your business will help. So if you can have five grand in the bank, 10 grand in the bank, 100 grand in the bank, a million, depending on the size of your business, that will really help for the points in which you haven't got a kind of hold of this whole emotional regulation piece that at least you then know you've got money in the bank. So if you are bouncing and you find that actually there's points where you don't sell and therefore you haven't got cash flow coming in, if you sort of haven't got loads of reoccurring revenue in your business, then having the financial buffer can help to regulate the emotion and give you a bit more time to gather yourself together, work out what your plan is and be like, right, here's what we're doing. And obviously, you know, having a financial buffer in your business is is key, it's important, it's a good um, practice to have anyway, but especially if you're someone who fits in this camp. I've touched on this before, but getting support from a business advisor, a consultant, a strategist, a mentor, a coach, someone who can hold you and constantly audit things and constantly pick you up and call you out on when this behavior is happening is very, very helpful. My issue would be, though, is you trying to find someone who can do this well is challenging. And I say that from a space of it is hard to find people who will be able to hold space for you in this. One, are qualified to do so and two, are able to understand it from a business perspective. So there's lots of people who will be able to help you from a kind of mindset perspective and from a psychology perspective. The issue you've got is, is understanding the commercial awareness and understanding how does business strategy tack onto that. Obviously, I can help you with that. And that's what I really help, you know, growing budding leaders who are just like, we've got a mission to get to and they've got to, you know, they're trying to really understand how do I reduce the friction in their business. I can help you on that. But you need to really like take this seriously because ultimately this can be costing you hundreds of thousands of pounds every year. It can be costing you, you know, many, many clients, many sales, many of your growth goals are ultimately being really diverted because of this. The the other piece of this that I want to mention that I hope you can take with love because that's where it comes from is part of the solution of this situation is you deciding to get your shit together and being like, do you know what? I am going to change this because this is the next step in my journey. And understanding like, you know, 
the people you admire in business, the people you look at and think, God, they're a role model, or I really like how they do business, or I really like what they do. I want you to ask yourself, do you think they fit into this or do they not? Are they allowing their emotions to drive every decision in the business? Are they allowing how what's going on in their life and how they feel to create a whole chaos or a whole rhetoric that's got in their own business? No, I'd argue they're not. You want calmness, you want stability, you want a flow. And that needs to be, I would argue, your focus and it needs to be your focus going forward because as markets are volatile, as the world is uncertain, people are craving certainty and you can create that in your own business. But I will argue that unless you decide that you're going to focus on proving that this will work, you won't do it. Because unless you're fully bought in on the decision of, I am not going to allow 100% of my decision making to be emotionally based, it's never going to change. And I'm not saying that it has to go from 100 to being zero. Again, I've mentioned this, having emotions really important. It's what makes our businesses and brands special. I'm just suggesting that you get it to 20% or 25% and not 100%. Even if you bring it from 100% to 50%, you will notice your business dramatically change. This isn't about removing emotion and being just boring ass human beings. But it is about you deciding that you want to prove that you will make this work. And I hope that you can see this as an exciting opportunity and a test for you to see your leadership and be like, how do I change this? How do I utilize this? How can I capitalize on this more? Because what I've shared with you here is really a nice kind of additional sprinkly dust item that can help make your business day-to-day -day life so much easier. That is all we are gonna discuss today in this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. If you are someone who's identified today and thought, yes, this is me. Maybe you've listened and said, you know, actually it isn't me. That's a really nice observation. You know, let me know, come and reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at may.james underscore. And I'd love to hear kind of your feedback and thoughts and if it stirred anything up for you, if you've kind of taken any action from this. It's an important episode. I will speak to you next week. Take care and I will speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind the scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time. 